Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode 300 of the Spearhead Sundays podcast. Well done. We did it. Episode 300. How amazing. Can someone do the math on if I never miss an episode from when I started the podcast, how many episodes there should be? Yeah, that would be great. 382. Oh, you, oh, I've only missed 82? Yeah. That's not that bad. What's that? Almost a f- two years yeah, but if of you, episodes? If you take away like weekend, like like weeks off and you took a few weeks off here and there, probably yep. more like 50. That's not bad. A full year. When did I start this show? I should know that. January 2016. Wow, that's that's crazy. Jan- what was I doing in January 2016? Uh, working. Uh, spending all of my money <laughs> on a USB microphone so that I could start this podcast because yeah. I was like, oh, I love Bill Burr's podcast. <laughs> and I know that he started it on his literally on his phone walking around the airport for 15 minutes. That was his podcast. And he would go, look at this fat fuck. <laughs> and I was like, well, then I can, if, if that's how podcasts started, I can... I can do that. No, the podcast really actually started as Nothing Inc. Mm. That's how it really started. Started A podcast that I did with Elliot Loney and Khaled Kalafala, my two good friends. Um, uh, it started as that uh, because I was, I was actually like, oh, well, I don't, I don't know if I can do a solo podcast. That seems a little bit too hard for me, especially when I was young and I'd only just started stand-up. So I'll get a few uh, older people that are more experienced than me. We'd run that. I think we didn't do many episodes. It was for a few months and then we all decided, ah, this isn't really for us. And then I was like, oh, well, I want to do the podcast and I'll just do it solo. And that became Spearhead Sundays. I was like, well, I'll put it out on a Sunday because no one releases podcasts on Sunday. Yep. And, and, and here we are, episode 300, 300 episodes later, I'm sitting here in my red chair with my vintage TV that you guys can't hear is making an irritating <laughs> high-pitched whine. For the full hour. How annoying is that? Yeah. Almost as annoying as this bloke. <laughs> uh, but I'm very, very, I'm very grateful uh, to everyone who was, who was stuck around. I know that there are, there are a few people that have literally been here from the start and I still see their names uh, pop up in comment sections or, or, or liking posts or, or whatever. And I wanted to say a very special thank you to everyone who's been around for all 300 of those episodes, uh, but also everyone who's jumping on board with the first one. Really good one to start with because uh, Keelan has made a little montage yep. uh, to to catch everyone up. What is it? I haven't heard it. It's what just, have you made? It's just a corny little package highlighting the last three hundred episodes. Okay, all right, and I should play it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play it okay, now. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up uh, on the laptop now. I have not heard this. Uh, I'm assuming that you have, Keelan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and here we go. Uh, it's episode two hundred ninety nine of the show. Uh, episode 300, Big huge plans. milestone. <laughs> Something should be organised for this. Keelan, what have you got? I don't have much, but I've got this. Actually, before we start, I just want to say I'm doing this the morning of recording episode 300. <laughs> you did text me. I didn't think of it until this morning, so it's incredibly rushed. <laughs> but I thought we needed to we needed to have something special. Yeah, anyway, because I haven't organised anything. Ladies and gentlemen. Boys and girls, trannies and fags, welcome <laughs> to the first episode of the Spearhead Sun. That was the first one? Sun- no, it's not. 
It's not the spearhead sun. I've fucked it already. Shit. I'm having a pretty good one. It's my birthday. I have to quit my job, which is amazing because now I can just 100% oh, nice. do comedy. That's all I've really wanted to do. Now, instead of calling in sick because I want to do a video, I can just never go back. This is the very first episode of the Speared Sun podcast back. that I am filming. Episode 99! To episode 99. Point five. Welcome to episode 100 of the Spearhead Sundays podcast. How was your week? Was it good? Did you have a good one? I I've had it just a f mm. one of those weeks where you think about it and you just go. Mm. My name is Lewis Spears and fuck grill. Fuck mm. grill. I'll <laughs> grill say it sucks. again, just so you know, the tone of this episode is gonna stay consistent throughout the entire hour. Fuck. Grilled. On the topic of people being wrong, I got a whole bunch of comments saying that I was a five. A five? Excuse me. I am not a fucking five, all right? I'm a seven, and let me tell you why. I'm a seven, even if I don't look like it, because... I was a six. <laughs> Upon reflection, I was a six. I'm probably... I might be a seven now. <laughs> of my prospects in life. Some people are like, oh, you've been skipping leg day. It's like, no, I, they're just giant. Welcome to episode 125 or 26 or 20, I don't know, an episode. <laughs> Welcome to the Spearhead, uh, whenever I feel like doing it, really, podcast. Mm. <laughs> and you're lucky I'm even uploading it. Welcome to episode 150 <laughs> yeah. of the Spearhead Sundays podcast live on stage. Thank you very much for coming out. <laughs> Don't say I don't do anything for you cunts because I'm currently recording the episode in the back of a fucking motorhome. And the only thing separating me from the other three people in the fucking motorhome is a bit of cloth. Right? Our tour manager, Zach, he's been jacking off in the communal fucking showers. I've never heard a more compelling argument to wear thongs I in forgot. a shower of a caravan park than the mental image of... My tour manager, Zach, with his big red beard, just one hand on the wall, the other hand just pumping his cock in the communal <laughs> bathroom. I will be meeting everybody after the show. However, I will be wearing a full hazmat suit. Who knows where we'll be in fucking April? You know what I mean? Welcome to episode 200. It is time to acknowledge how consistently fucking correct I have been about this coronavirus shit. My mm. sleep apnea has gotten so bad. I'm in fucking Tasmania, all right? I haven't done a podcast in over a month because lockdown was making me sad. I've got <laughs> Keelan with me. I've hired a new person and I've, I'm renting a, a house in Tasmania. This is when it starts to get sad. Why are Keelan's going to vomit. <laughs> Recently, right, we had someone come over to... To just address how many roommates we have. <laughs> so the landlord had to send over a, over a fucking guy to tell us that we got too many roommates. And he goes, apparently, we have a severe <laughs> mice infestation. <laughs> I thought we just had extra roommates because I noticed that every time I woke up in the morning, there were 50% less cornflakes in the fucking packet. Apparently, the roommates have been eating my food. Welcome to episode 250. Who's the billionaire that tried to run for, for mayor of New York? I think that was Whitey. Yeah, that was Whitey. That's right. Yeah. Welcome to episode 287 of the Spearhead Sundays podcast. It's back. I have returned. I've had my sad little moment, my sad little four months of just fucking disappearing. This house today, if I had the same exact amount of money in my bank account and I wasn't sick, uh, I couldn't yes. buy this. 
Couldn't afford it. Oh, the phone's ringing. Oh, who's that? Hello? You should pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. Hello? 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 Hey, man. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> Hi, Lewis. I'm so glad Hey, man. I'm so glad I've been able to single-handedly fund your work for the last five years and provide you with non-stop 24-hour on-call free labor. <laughs> on top of all this, I'm here to announce a new purchase of mine. Oh. That's right. I purchased your mortgage from the bank. I'll be sending Keelan around to break your legs if the payment isn't made on the 15th of every month. Great. Adrenochrome isn't cheap, mate. Anyway, my plane's heading off to the island now. I'm going to go. Oh, oh, we got interrupted there. Sorry. Wow, man. <laughs> Lucky I filmed this podcast in a chair because that cunt's never getting paid. <laughs> in my legs. Wow, that was beautiful. That what a what a trip down down memory lane. Gee, those last hundred episodes got a bit sad, didn't they? <laughs> um, oh man, that's that's uh, so. Did I really start episode one with trannies and fags? <laughs> <laughs> How 2016 was that? Yeah, man, dude, talk about a, a bloody uh, corrupted by iDubs. That was his <laughs> fault. You know, it's because I watched his videos. They made me a bigot. Uh, probably wouldn't say that now, though, would we? Oh man, the, what amazing! Well done, Keelan. Thank Very you. nice. What was the first episode you did? Do you remember? Um, Would have been a while ago. The first episode I was there, you recorded, you yeah. talked about going away to an Airbnb and there was a wombat. Um, yeah. I remember that because I laughed so much. Yeah. Um, I think I was lying. That was actually uh, my grandparents' place because it's right. illegal to have a wombat. Oh. Uh, so that's a little bit inside insider knowledge for you. Yeah, that's the, that's the first episode I remember being around for. Yeah, but you don't know the number. Nah. Nah. Great. Uh, well, what I was went, the... Yeah. Oh, sorry. When I went back and listened to all these episodes today, mm. episode 123 is the first time you mentioned me. Okay. That's good. You yeah, because you would have been on probation period of, love, of is this guy a freak or not? Yeah. You said, I have a guy coming in tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, and then you kind of went, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then that was like, that was kind of it. That was good. No, I remember... Um, I mean, I remember that little bit that you played of me quitting my job, how fucking stoked I was. I'm like, I'll, I'll never have to go back. And I think I went back to work uh, maybe within eight months uh, for about six months, and then I quit forever, and I still haven't gone back until now. <laughs> uh, um, you know what I noticed? Man, my voice has changed a lot. Yeah, even from the caravan episodes, your voice has changed a lot. I think it's the surgery. I think the... The, my upper palate being widened has changed the resonance of my voice, yep. which is what the surgeon said would happen. I'm like, am I going to sound different? And he goes, the the noise that your vocal cords will obviously stay the same, but it will be projected out of a different shape. So it might sound a bit different, but I think it's, yeah, it's widened it and it sounds a bit deeper. Yep. I was listening to the, the, the first few episodes. I was like, well, who's this nasally cunt? Yeah. Uh, and now I'm slightly less nasally. And man, maybe I'll be a fucking baritone by the end of the second surgery. Um, thank you for, for being a part of the journey, Keelan. Uh, and everyone of the listeners, 300 episodes, how exciting. I wish I was well enough to do some kind of celebration, but uh, I think 350 will be will be really big because <laughs> then it'll actually be done. I remember the first episode I listened to was um, the one about punching someone in the face when having sex. Oh, yeah, that's a classic. Yep. That's one of my favorite episodes. That's a yeah, true story of a, of a girl that I was hooking up with when I was single. Um, I think before I even had sex with her from memory, 
I was like, oh, what are you into? And she's like, I want you to punch me in the in the face. <laughs> and I was that is that's a trap. That's heaps. Uh that's that's that stacks. Hope <laughs> hope she's all right. Oh. Uh, you know? <laughs> Cause I did not do that. So I hope she never found someone who did. Um, but uh yeah, what a what a wild ride. Uh it's been uh it's it's been uh, I think my career since I started because I was quite a broke person, I didn't come from money or anything, has been a meteoric rise and then a very, very, very slow decline. And and when this is over, it's going to be a meteoric rise once again. That's my that's my plan. It's I want to rock it up and then really slowly stagnate and, uh, and wallow for a little bit. And my wallowing is almost over. Um, dude, this is some, uh, some really good news. Yeah. The medicine that I tried, we talked about last episode, I've been having it every day for since since maybe five days now i've been on it it's fucking amazing it's cool. i feel like a different person it's it's you know actually i don't i feel like me i feel like i used to in like 2019 yeah it's fucking crazy i started taking this stuff called armadaphanil which they uh uh armadaphanil um, a daffodil. It's a stuff where they. Uh, that sucked. It doesn't make me funnier. Um, the it's it's stuff they prescribe only for narcolepsy and and horrific sleep apnea, which which I have the the, the second. And uh, it's very hard to explain like what it's done to me because everyone I go oh it's a wakefulness agent and everyone goes oh man you must be like super wired or really amped up like it's but it's not like that it's not like. Ritalin or Adderall or coffee or Coke. Like I don't feel super amped up. I feel an absence of the feeling of sleepy. Like I am, I'm not, you know, crazy and wired and super alert. I am not tired. It's really weird. It's, it's easy to explain as like uh, how when you take a painkiller, right? You, obviously you're still hurt. Or you're still there is still pain, but you're not getting those signals. You're not feeling it. Um, my brother, he has real bad eczema. He's on a medication where uh, it doesn't really do anything. It just stops the itchy signals going to his brain, so he doesn't scratch. So he is still itchy. He's just not getting receiving those signals. I got ChatGPT because I've read about it and I have not understood it. So I was like, I got ChatGPT to explain it to me like I'm stupid, which is great. And uh, and it goes. Basically, the really, really basic, basic version of it is for a normal person, every time you wake up in the morning, your brain goes through this process where it sends dopamine throughout your brain uh, and it sends wake-up signals like, it's the morning, time to be awake, time to be alert. And then that dopamine is what gets you out of bed and gets your day started. Uh, and then that's enough for a normal person who has rested. And then the what the brain does is then it reabsorbs that dopamine and it does whatever it does with it. This medicine uh, stops that dopamine from being reabsorbed. So all day, my brain's going, it's the morning, time to wake up, time to be alert. Uh, and that doesn't go away for a really long time. Whereas for a normal person, it kind of goes away within maybe an hour of waking. Uh, so I'm just like, it's so crazy. Like my brain fog is fu- is fucking gone. I can use complete sentences. I can talk to my girl again. I've been speaking to you. Yeah. You know, it's really, have you noticed the difference in me? Yeah, yeah. You're chatting to me every day over text about nothing. Yeah. We've just been 
talking about shit. <laughs> it's which is so so strange for me because normally, like, I didn't even have the the uh, the attention span for a small conversation or or anything really. Like, it was so so difficult for me to do this podcast and i reckon maybe every couple of weeks i would go not today man sorry yeah. <laughs> we're not doing it today um <clears throat> but uh and every time i've done it it's been fun but it's been an, an absolute fucking chore and i have not wanted to do it probably for the last 18 months i would say but especially i reckon in the last six months uh especially with like the clarity that i have now uh like i reckon i was disabled by this like I was like a disabled person it was it was uh really weird but I didn't really see that properly until I took this medicine and I was like oh my god I'm so sick you know when you see the difference like in yourself yeah it's like fuck man I'm like I'm crippled by this this shit so it's uh really good and I, <clears throat> I would recommend going to a doctor and asking about it if you have uh narcolepsy or sleep apnea because it's it's really new and it, man it's fucking changed my life so far i'll say that with a caveat it's day five it might wear off i might get some horrible side effects i get headaches sometimes because it changes blood pressure a little bit but that's the only thing that i've that i've noticed other than that yesterday man i woke up at 6 a.m in the morning and i got out of bed and i wanted to it was and i didn't have to get up early i just i just did no alarm nothing i just woke up and i was like i want to go for a walk with the dog and the dog we adopted the dog at the when my sickness was at its worst. So I know, right, because I've known who I am for the last 28 years, 29 years, I know that I'm a morning person, even though I haven't been able to be one for the last three or four years. She was adopted <laughs> when I was at my worst. So I'm a morning person, she's not. So I got up at 6 a.m., she's like, what the fuck are we doing, man? What what are you are do you are you going to the bathroom? I'm like, no nah, man, we're going for a walk. She's like, I don't really want to go for a walk right now. I'm really sleepy. I'm like, come on. I was dragging her down the street. We got to the cafe to do some riding, like I do every morning with her, but we usually get there at like twelve. And she just fell asleep. <laughs> and she's like, I don't know what's wrong with you, dude, but I'm going to sleep. So I'm a morning person normally. She is not. I'm gonna have to teach her how to do that. Why wouldn't you prescribe this like 18 months ago? So uh, I didn't have the energy to pursue other options and go to specialists and chase up appointments. It's so, it's so hard when you're, it's so hard to like, firstly, when you, when you have something and you don't know what it is, it's really hard to get diagnosed because you have to, you, you're not a doctor. All you have is symptoms and a Google search and you go, fuck, it's cancer, <laughs> you know? And so you have to go through that process and me getting diagnosed, like I thought I had Marfan syndrome, you know, right. remember that's when it really, really started was, uh, uh, I used to do a joke about it. If you saw me live a few years ago, a fan kind of pointed this out and then me and my girl Googled it and then a few of the symptoms like exhaustion and some other things were like, oh yeah, that sounds like me. So we started off there and then that's when the, the uh, cause a big thing of Marfan syndrome is like bones being deformed or things like that. I tested negative for that. We got the proper Marfan syndrome test, but the guy was like, oh, your bone structure is definitely like weird. And he was kind of talking about my skull and I was like, oh, whatever. And then eight months go by and I'm like, oh, I'm sleepy. So I, I, I just, theorized and it was only because jazz was filming me could because we lived together as well uh 
and she knows I was choking every night. Then she takes me to the doctor and, and both of us are like, oh, my nose doesn't work. I reckon it's my nose. Then the guy goes, actually, it's your jaw. And so that's, and then that's whole the process that you guys all know. But then when I got like so fucking sick, I was, I, I'm still for the last uh, year, I've been doing orthodontist appointments every couple of weeks uh, dentist appointments every couple weeks, x-rays, blood tests, uh, fucking therapy, uh, like just doctor's appointments upon doctor's appointments all the time, bouncing between orthodontists. And every time I go to the ortho, it would be a wire change and my teeth would hurt. And, and I'm all exhausted as well, trying to also keep up all of this shit. So it was like, man, I'm just fucked. I can't, I don't have the energy to go to, because the orthodontist doesn't know anything about sleep apnea. He just knows he's getting me ready for a surgery. And the the gen, the GP doesn't know anything about sleep. She knows that my problem is going to be resolved with surgery. So basically a couple of weeks ago, I went to the doctor and I was like, I am so, I'm like, I'm disabled by this. I need something to from here to the surgery. Because when the surgery happens, I'm going to be completely fine. I won't even need this medicine. But I was like, I need something. And then we go to the, uh, we get a referral to a sleep doctor and then Jazz and I start Googling, like, what can they actually do? We were like, oh, maybe he needs a stimulant or something. We were thinking like, yeah, maybe Ritalin or, or just some kind of thing that's going to wake me up. Um, cause they have, I think they have like, what's essentially like 10 coffees in a pill, like things like that, that they can give you or tell you to take. So we start doing our own research and then we found out about modafinil. And then we went to him and he didn't even know about it, the sleep doctor, because his patients, because that's, that's the thing, like, especially when you're an outlier, I shouldn't have this, right? I'm a young, like not overweight man. I shouldn't have this. So when, often when you're an outlier and you go to a doctor, doctors are taught um, if, you, uh, if you hear uh, hooves, don't look for a zebra, like look for a horse. You know, like, don't look for the outlier. Look for the most likely scenario. So I go to this doctor and he never, because he had never prescribed this medicine uh, because all of his clients and patients generally are really fat people or really old people uh, and people that are using, uh, that are not using a CPAP machine as well every day. So I go in and he goes, are you using your mask though? And I was like, yes, I'm using it. He goes, show me the data that you're using because it connects to an app because I think that no one uses them every night, but I actually have been. And I showed him that and he goes, oh, okay, that's bad then if you're using it and you still feel like this and you're not fat and you're not old. And then we went, we've heard about this. What do you think? And he goes, I don't know. I'm going to ask someone else here. So yeah, basically it took so long because I've been so sick. I'm not a doctor and uh, you you really have to advocate for yourself as well. Because another thing was uh, I took jazz in there. That's a really good thing as well. If you're sick or you think you're sick, uh, take someone in with you, especially if you're a woman because doctors don't listen to women. Um, they don't. It's a common thing. Uh, women doctors are a lot better, but dudes don't listen to chicks. My uterus hurts. Oh, boo-hoo. Have you ever been kicked in the nuts? <laughs> you know, uh, take someone in with you. Because when I had the conversation with him and it was just me and him talking, Jazz was there. I was like, oh, I feel like this. And then he asked a few questions. And I'm so, I've, before the medicine, I was so stupid. I couldn't, I couldn't think or process or 
come up with things in the moment hardly ever, right? I mean, you guys heard me, I think it was two episodes ago, like three times in a row, I just stopped talking. I was like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, he's asking me questions and I just genuinely didn't know the answer. I couldn't come up with it. And Jazz was like, well, actually, because of this. And then, and then there were a few things that she didn't know that I was like, oh, well, this. And then he was like, okay, you're probably a good candidate for some kind of medication. So basically, it took so long because it's really, it, it, we were just like, I don't need medicine because I've got the cure coming. You know what I mean? And I didn't know there was medicine. And also the doctors were like, well, he doesn't need medicine because the cure is coming. And that's correct. That's the right thing to do. Um, like maybe eight months ago, I probably, I maybe wouldn't have needed this, but now it's like so fucked. Um, but what's really cool about it is, uh, is, is, uh, now I know that I'm definitely sick. Uh, cause I knew that I was, but also like, I've always been such a fuck it. I'll do it anyway type of person that there was like, uh, you know, a small part of me that, that was like, well, how much of, of you not being able to do something that was previously very simple, like sitting down and editing a video, you know, like editing stand-up clips that are already shot there. I don't have to do anything. I have to sit down in front of my laptop and edit them. And I'm like, I can't. And it's like, well, how much of that is because you're physically sick or are you just maybe depressed from everything that's happened or traumatized from like fucking COVID and then, and then like uh, all the shit that's happened at, at home and all that kind of stuff. And now you're just sad from the toll of, of everything because being tired and being depressed, it's like the same thing. Like uh, the symptoms are all are pretty much identical. You're, you go to bed all the time. You have no motivation. You don't want to do anything. Like it's kind of the same. <clears throat> and obviously I am a little bit sad because I haven't been able to do all this stuff <clears throat> and I have to wait. <clears throat> Sorry, I inhaled glass this morning. I inhaled a lot of glass it, like straight in the morning. I took my dog for a walk. We had the electrician in yesterday and he took a bunch of tube lights out of the roof and replaced them with globes. And I took the dog back and, and I was taking her lead off and she bumped one of the tube lights that the guy didn't put in the bin uh, and it smashed. And I was like, what the, f and it shocked me. So I was like, <gasps> and then I just inhaled just fucking tube light straight down to the base of my lungs. <laughs> so if, excuse me, if I start coughing, I've inhaled glass. Um, <laughs> anyway, what was I saying? Oh yeah. So I was like, well, it makes sense for me to be fucking a little bit sad about all of this stuff that's happening. And, and, and maybe that's the reason that that's at the most of the reason why I can't do something. Cause I was like, before I was doing stuff like not as well as I would like to. And I was okay with that. Cause I was like, I'm sick. But in the last six months I've been unable to do like anything. So I'm like, well, fuck, is that my illness getting worse? Or is that me getting de more depressed because of my illness and everything else? Uh, but uh, yeah, it's definitely physically ill. Like I'm not, I'm not as as mentally healthy as I was before all this stuff happened. But I'm not like, I'm not what I what I was fearing maybe that I was, which was like in it maybe so depressed that I that I because that, uh, that's another thing with people that have very bad depression, they feel sick. If they get like wires get crossed and like oh, or you get sick because your immune system goes down and it's like oh fuck. I'm so sad that my body can't even take care of it. Like those things, those functions you think are automatic aren't even happening. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, it's just my brain, man. I'm just slow. <laughs> or, I, or I was because of just the complete exhaustion. And it's such a, it's such a, man, what a, what a, what a fun topic of discussion in episode 300. 
it's so fucked like uh being this kind of sick because it's it's uh it's so invisible and it's also so uh it's very hard for other people to understand because everyone's tired, you know? Everyone's tired and, and everyone has been exhausted. So people go, oh man, why aren't you doing gigs or why aren't you uploading videos or whatever? And I'm like, man, I'm exhausted. And people go, they use their own memory and their own experience. And they go, oh, well, I've, I've stayed up on a bender for three nights in a row. I know what exhausted is. And it's like, you don't, you have no idea like the level of exhaustion that comes with, fucking four years of suffocating in your sleep and not reaching that deep REM sleep for four years. Like it's, I couldn't, I can't explain it. It's fucking crazy. Even like taking this medicine now and like, I can, I can barely even understand how I used to feel. It's like, so it's so fucked. Your brain literally doesn't work. I can't have conversations. I can't think or do anything. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been really good just to, just to clarify for myself even of like oh yeah i'm like i'm so physically ill <laughs> it's good um but what's what's really interesting is uh is like a painkiller i'm not well i but i feel well you know what i mean yeah. it's like if you took a, if you if you get your leg blown off and they give you a bunch of morphine and you're like oh i feel fine you're not <laughs> but you feel like you can do whatever you would normally if you if you were well but you uh so so i'm trying to learn like all right i know that i feel good and i can do more things but that's only because i my brain has been fooled into feeling rested so i'm trying to like work out like how many things can i actually do in a day without like exhausting uh exhausting myself and it's man it's i'm not having full normal productive days but I'm able to do more than like, I can do like three things. It's really good. Like uh, yesterday I went to the gym and then I did uh, I did like a, a phone call and then I cleaned my room for a while. And I was like, oh my God, amazing. And I got up in the morning and walked the dog. That was fucking crazy. Before I could do this podcast and then have two days off in a row. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> so... I guess that's the the good thing about 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 uh, all of this and everything that I've that I've been through is like just this fucking what obviously the medicine's awesome that it's making me feel better but it's also given me so much clarity of like oh yeah I'm so I'm f- unbelievably sick that's great yeah because the the surgery is just a cure it's that that in in some in, that's why I'm looking for the silver lining in all of this is uh, I'm very blessed that the uh, the the process to uh, fix this is very simple and has like an unbelievably high level of like success not just surviving the surgery success but actually clearing symptoms it's not like cancer where they go oh we think it's gonna work you know and but depends how tough your cancer is you know or or like oh yeah we're gonna go in and and uh, and remove the tumor hopefully it doesn't come back mine is literally just there is not enough space in your airway so we're going to move the bone and then the bone will heal itself. And now there's space. There's no, <laughs> there's no crazy variables of like, you know, my jaw's not going to grow backwards yeah. as I age or, or it's not going to come back in a different way unless I become obese. Um, so that's, that's the, that's really cool. And I, and I feel like, man, if I, at the end of this surgery with, if I feel like this without the medicine, that'll be really good. 
that's like a huge win because I feel so good. It's a real, it's a really weird feeling though, like being on this medicine because I feel alert, but like deep down in my, it's, it's like, I feel like deep down in my brainstem, I feel, I know I'm exhausted, <laughs> but I'm not, I don't feel it. But it's like, uh, I think uh, on the third day I'd done a, a day one and day two, I'd done a, you know, like half days and day three, I was like, I'm going to try and have like a, like a day and see what happens. And I, I think I, I think I recorded with you. Oh no, I didn't. I did, I did, uh, I did a bunch of work stuff and I, I went to the gym and I did cooking and I walked the dog and then I did a few other things. I did something with jazz and then I went out at night and we had to pick up something from marketplace and bring it back. And I got home at 10 and then I, I, I was like, Oh, I feel really, my body was like, ah, careful. It felt like uh, how um, people must feel when they get surges of adrenaline and they can lift things and then and then the adrenaline wears off and they go, oh, fuck, I actually broke all my fingers doing that. <laughs> I didn't even know that I did that. I thought I was lifting it up. Apparently I was mangling my, it felt like that of like, I felt great. And then, and then I got home and my body was like, hey, what the fuck are you trying to do to us? We haven't rested for four years. So... <laughs> Yeah, it's, I don't know. That's the that's the silver lining of, of all of this. And I, I just wanted to to say to like the listeners of, of this show, like I know that it must be it must be sh- uh, get a little bit repetitive for me to fucking talk about all of this stuff all the time. And I'm sick of talking about it. But at the but at the for the last three years, like I have just been sick, and that's kind of been the only thing that I've been able to do is just especially especially the last eighteen months is like I've just been a sick man. And it's, uh, it's been really tough of like, man, I wish I could talk about other things or cause this show has always been just like, I did this or I saw this and this, and, and this pissed me off or this annoyed me, or I noticed this or, or <clears throat> talking about things that I did. But the, uh, the only thing that I have done in the last 18, 12 months is just be sick and, and <clears throat> <clears throat> sorry, I fucking, I'm not crying. I inhaled <laughs> glass. <laughs> I inhale glass deep into the bottom of my lungs and it's coming up now. <laughs> Don't smash a tube light. It's not good for you. Um, maybe that'll take me out. <sighs> okay, so I have just been sick. You know, at least that's something I got to talk about, smashing a tube light and breathing in the glass. <laughs> that's at least something exciting that I've done. But uh, but I appreciate that people have been so patient with me and, and understanding of, of me not being able to make the things that I want to make or, or, or really not be <laughs> not be the person that you subscribe to, you know, or, or not make the things that make you subscribe. I'm still me, but I'm not really able to create a lot of the things that... that uh, people subscribe to me for. So I really appreciate people sticking around and I know that it, that it must get repetitive at points for me to talk about how sick I am or my surgeries or orthos or all this kind of stuff. But uh, it, it's, it really is, has just been my life, especially the last 18 months. And I appreciate you guys putting up with me and it is, it's almost fucking over. And uh, with this medicine, I think up from now up until the surgery, I might even be able to be like, "Hey, I went out and I did this," yeah. <laughs> which I'm I'm really looking forward to. I just have been, I just wanted to take it for a week and kind of do nothing, and just monitor for side effects or or see what I'm actually capable of doing. And man, it seems like al- almost I can almost have like a normal day, like a normal person. So great, armadaphanil. No, I'm not selling you any. It's not happening. <laughs> Just one. No. Um, 
Well, your life's about to change because we're becoming fitness influencers together. That's true. That's the real reason why I'm taking Armadafinil. I'm taking Armadafinil, Test, Decker, um, Tren, Tren, uh, Clen. Have you seen that that TikTok of a guy in Thailand and he's walks into some pharmacy and he goes, he goes up to the pharmacist and he goes, uh, Tren, and they go, yep, and then they sell him like a over the counter capsule. Yep. I've seen that. <laughs> you go to Thailand and and you just fucking. You just buy a needle or you buy testosterone. There's a really uh, a big fitness influencer <coughs> who he talks about his exchange to um, uh, Thailand all the time. He did a six-month uni exchange there and mm. he's a big bulky guy and he always claims, he's like, I've never done anabolic steroids. His name's Anabolic Gabe. Ara- is this aerobic Graham? <laughs> yeah, it's catabolic Gabe. Yeah. Uh and he always talks about it. And then when I saw that that TikTok of how easy it is to buy. I think I've seen that TikTok of the aerobic Graham guy. Yeah. Someone else is asking, man, how did you how did you get so big? Because he's a big guy. Yeah. And he goes, man, I broke up with my girlfriend and I went to Thailand for six months and I just ate 4,000 calories a day. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and all I heard was, man, I broke up with my girlfriend. I went to Thailand and I ate... 4,000 steroid needles a day. It's so funny. So no what? one gets big going to Thailand that isn't going there for the fucking juice, okay? <laughs> you know, if you are if you go to Thailand for six months, you're either there for six months of steroid use or six months of underage sex. I would claim the steroids. <laughs> if, you- I, if, I was in, if I was in Thailand for six months, I would go, I am there for the steroids and the drugs. Because if you don't give a reason... I hear I was there for the underage <laughs> girls. I'm not saying he did it. It is just a convenient, uh, c- convenient that, that, that that's what they sell and he got so big. And also that his mate who he worked out with every single day in Thailand yeah. is nowhere near as big. Yeah, interesting. That's very sus. Because, because his mate would have been like, I don't know about that, my friend. Yeah. You know? Isn't that how fucking Ziz died? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't in Bali. It was in Bali. He was in a sauna. It was probably MDMA. I don't know. You take take a lot of fucking. That might be me on armadaphanil. I'll go in a in a sauna sometime, and I'll be like, "Oh, there's my side effect. My heart hurts." <laughs> <laughs> and then and then all my fucking conspiracy theorist fans will be like, "Oh, it's because he took the vaccine." No, <laughs> it's both. So just keep an eye out for content of gym content from Lewis and I. Yeah, we're we're gonna become uh, big big fitness uh, influencers. I'm already wearing uh, I'm already wearing our, our fitness gear. I've got the prolapse swim oh, team cool. t-shirt on. Oh that's nice. uh, that that you made for our, our our professional swim team, the prolapse swim team. Oh. Uh, and uh, yeah I'm 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 rocking it. We're fucking fitness influencers. I uh, I'm in my gym gear. I actually uh, you're wearing a <laughs> in memory of 911 <laughs> sweatshirt that you're wearing ironically but definitely was not made <laughs> as a joke like you can tell it's old yeah yeah it's very old yeah and it's american and i won't wear it around my girlfriend's dad because i know he won't get it <laughs> <laughs> that's it's such a it's honestly one of the nicest things you own <laughs> that you wear it's just unfortunate that it's like i get it because of a terrorist attack <laughs> So, but that you know, that's like that's also very you. You know, it's a nice blue. It suits you. It's it's laughing at thousands of people dying a horrible death. You know, it's like I look at that. I look at you in that t-shirt, and I go, "What a handsome man! What an awful person!" And it's not I understand laughing it. at the deaths. It's laughing at the uh, 
consumerism that came immediately afterwards. Isn't that funny? That yeah. that America is the only country in the world that will experience a terrorist attack and one guy will go, this, this needs merch. <laughs> this will look sick on a T-shirt. That, that I paid for $100 on Etsy 20 years later. That's awesome. You know what would be unbelievably funny to do to that sweatshirt is just to get someone who's really good at sewing to, to sew like a really, really, really small falling man <laughs> on one of the towers because you wouldn't see it. Yeah. You know, like looking at, looking at you from this distance... I, I would think that you, you maybe you dropped something on your T-shirt like you were a bit messy while you were eating. But if we got a bit closer because you're so tall, <laughs> right, as smaller person, especially girls, they would see your chest and they would, get in, and they would go, is that, is that a fall, the falling man on your sweatshirt? And you'd be like, yeah, tragedy. Yeah. Tragic. I'm going to start wearing it in all our influencing posts. No, I, I think that's I think that's really good. Um, if you guys have any su any suggestions for like types of posting we should be doing, because uh, for some context on this, Keelan and I we've we've joined the same gym, and we're becoming fitness influencers. Jets so fitness Caram Downs. Jets fitness Caram Downs is where we go. We <laughs> show up there at uh, at two p.m. every Saturday. So come down, Jets fitness Caram Downs. <laughs> Uh, make sure you say Keelan Brown at the door if you're there and they'll let you in for free. So we are fitness influencers. That's actually our first fitness uh, influencing initiative. And we're excited, man. What what do you think we should we should be posting? Like what do fitness influencers usually post? There's a really good TikTok that I've I've seen of this this very um, anabolic man <clears throat> talking about your what you like what you should be hitting after going to the gym for three years. And he said every man well, over the age what? of 18 should be hitting over a hundred kilogram bench press. Right. That's huge. That's, that's not unrealistic. Is it? No, no, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> one day after 18, you should be deadlifting. He, yeah. Like the average 18 year old. Well, the guy's huge. So he knows or what he's bench pressing. About. Sorry. I deadlift fucking 110 and I'm like, wow, that's heaps. Yeah. Bench pressing. What am I doing? I'm doing, I think I did 65. Right, and I'm like, fuck, that's awesome. A hundred is like, man, maybe I should go to Thailand for six months. It would actually be like a fun because you used to be a PT. Yeah, it would be fun to go to all these actual fitness influencers, and some of them are legit, mm. but some of the more scammy ones download yeah. their programs and see how real they are. Yeah, yeah, okay, all right, or watch their content and just pull it apart. Because this, this is this is the thing. Well, we're definitely not going to do that because that sounds so boring to me. All right. <laughs> All those fitness programs, um, I mean, I'm a PT, so I write my own program, right? That's fair enough, right? But I think you have done the best the best way to find a program ever. What have you done? Where's your program from? Chat GPT. Amazing. I just say, I'm a, I'm a six foot three man. I yeah. weigh 100 kilos. I want to get to this weight, and this is what I want to focus on. Yeah. Wrote, write me, it wrote me a whole meal plan and week-to-week -week plan. Great. Including and, uh, weights and... Uh, Jim, amazing! And how's day one of this new meal plan that you're on? Well, I haven't followed the meal plan, but I have been following. <laughs> I have been following the gym stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. I knew, I knew that would be the case. But that you know, <laughs> that's I have the exact opposite problem. The only reason that I'm putting on weight now, I look really good. I put on a lot of weight, and all of my lifts are going up. The only reason is because I was a PT when I was 18, so I've been going to gym. I've been like quite physically fit since I was 18, and I've been going to gym on and off like fairly regularly since then. 
And I have never in my life eaten food that I should be for six months, like and followed an actual diet. I've never done it. This is the first time I've ever actually been eating almost well. And even even like people would look at what I eat and, and I'm still pretty inconsistent, but I'm the most consistent that I've ever been. And I'm finally putting on weight. You just, you're just the opposite. Because you go to the gym all the time. Yeah. Just like me, but you don't follow the diet. And then I, I eat like shit. Mm. And then, oh, sorry, I'm re- trying really hard to find this clip to show you um, of like his his um, marks of what you should be doing. Okay. All right. Well, you, you let me know. And maybe we can make that our goal. Yeah. We can make that our goal for our fitness influencing journey yeah. to, to hit these goals. And this isn't directed at anyone. This is just a general influencer. Mm. Um. Uh, did, did you use the work for him? Who? Can't rem- Catabolic. Uh, an- Anabolic Graham. <laughs> no, or- I never worked with anyone by that name. Oh, okay. What a stupid name. Um, so, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so yeah, we're fitness influencers now and look, man, I'm super stoked. I'm, I'm excited for the future. Speaking of the future, Apple's new headset. Okay. Uh, the new Apple augmented reality headset Mark Zuckerberg is hanging himself in the closet right now. He is smashing keyboards and monitors. He's grabbing Indian programmers by the hair and smashing their face into the desk and going, what the fuck have you been doing back there, Dinesh? <laughs> uh, and and I think that uh, Apple did their... Watch their keynote. The, just the Apple VR headset bit. It's like 10 minutes. It's worth watching. Really interesting, the technology they've come out with. Because I think, first of all, way too expensive. Un, like it's three and a half thousand US. What is that? Six or seven grand Six, yeah. for Australia. Way too expensive. But I looked at their pr- presentation and I was like, look, I'm not buying this now, but maybe Gen 3, this is a buy, mm. I think, if it's cheaper. Um, basically, it's. Uh, I think they've got it right. Where I don't think people, at least now, I don't think anybody wants... Any average consumer that doesn't want to play video games with it, any actual person doesn't want VR only. They want to be able to see their house and then maybe add extra information to it. Like That's what the average consumer will maybe accept in their life is a wearable that doesn't take them out of the world, but just adds to the world. Uh, and I think that's what they're doing. I think for me, like I'm just picturing myself uh, outside of work, right? If I'm just like a normal person, if I lived, uh, if I live in New York, right? Because if in, if I'm in New York and I'm making heaps of money, I live in a very small house. Doesn't matter. If I make fucking stacks, I might have two bedrooms, right? That's that's huge. There, I might buy a headset instead of a TV. Yeah, you know, because TV you need the fucking big screen and it takes up physical space. And then you need speakers because the big TV doesn't have big speakers. So you're spending thousands on it to watch fucking YouTube while you eat, basically. Maybe I would put on the fucking headset instead. Um, get two headsets, you and your partner. But then it's like, looking at people wearing it, you can't... Anyone who has glasses, you can't use it. Like, who needs seeing glasses? You're fucked. You have to get contacts to use it. Mm. Uh, you can't uh, cuddle with your girlfriend if you buy one of those instead of a TV. You both have the headsets on. You'll be clanging 
True. headsets and stuff. I just thought of that now of like, I just pictured me and Jazz wearing, watching a movie, wearing the headset. It's like, I would look over at her and she would look over at me and we both see the movie, <laughs> you know? But yes. one thing, one thing that was really fucking cool that I, that I, that I saw myself going, oh, I would love that actually was the, then putting on the headset and then basically there's a giant hundred foot screen in the distance and then all around them is nature. That's so cool. Yeah. How relaxing to like just go somewhere else, especially if you live in a shitty apartment. Um, and then I guess their meditation things were pretty cool where, where it, it, that would be actually very cool. If you put on sound ca- noise canceling headphones, you fucking put on the headset and it's a guided meditation and you're in a, a new calming environment that your brain will eventually associate with relaxing. And that could be really useful for someone who's like fucking has, anxiety or panic attacks literally takes you out of the environment. That's cool. Uh, I don't know about like work and stuff. I thought it was, I thought from a work perspective, being able like on a plane, being able to put the headset on and I could, I could edit on my laptop. That's maybe closed in my bag in the baggage carriage or under my seat. So it doesn't overheat. I could edit videos and shit on the plane and I could have a multiple screen input and it looked like from the presentation, I wouldn't even need a physical keyboard because there's cameras that film my fingers so I can gesture with no keyboard. So I don't know how that would feel like typing on the air. I'm sure maybe you would get used to it. Yeah. But if I'm like, if I'm just resting my hands on my knees and typing, maybe I could do that. I feel I do. I like holding something though. Yeah. But if I'm on a plane, it'd be better than just fucking sitting there doing nothing because I don't really like watching movies on planes like if i'm on a if i'm on a fucking more than three hour flight i'm gonna want to spend at least an hour doing something productive instead of just blasting my brain with movies and reading or using my phone so that would be cool multiple inputs multiple monitors on a plane put the headset on noise cancelling headphones the headset takes me to the beach or something and i'm editing on the beach instead of on this fucking plane I don't want to be on with the harsh lighting and shit. That's cool. But um, two-hour battery life at the moment, so you can't do that. Mm. Unless they'll sell you some giant fucking battery that you maybe couldn't even take on a plane. Mm. So they made this big deal about the plane thing, but like, if it's a less than two-hour flight, I don't want to use it at all, probably. Mm. But if it's a longer than two-hour flight, it's useless. So yeah. Gen 1 is not a buy right now. It'll definitely be like what AirPods and what the iPad was 10 <coughs> years ago. Where yeah. It comes out as ridiculous and everyone hates it. And then within a few years, it's a luxury item. I remember that. Everyone hated AirPods. The, the small ones, everyone thought they were stupid. Now they're the... They're, if, <laughs> I saw this crazy thing where if AirPods, like the sales of AirPods was a company, like it was just a company that only made AirPods. They didn't do anything else that Apple did. It would be one of the biggest companies in the world. That's how successful that one product is. And I use mine every fucking day. When they came out, I was like, that's stupid. I hate them. I don't want a thing dangling out of my ear. I want big head. I use them every day. Yeah. Um, and they're fucking great in my pocket. But that's the... I don't know. That's that's the thing with this headset, man. It's it's ski goggles, which I think is I think they look a lot better and a lot less bulky than what Meta has done and the other VR things. But I don't know, man. I'm still not leaving the house in that. Even if it's really functional, I'm not leaving the house in my fucking 
$7,000 ski goggles that last for two hours. Yeah. Because that's another thing is my phone, my AirPods, uh, they just go in my pocket, right? If it's like a wearable, like a convenience thing, like a laptop is goes in my bag, but if I'm leaving the, 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 the house with my laptop, I'm going to do something so I don't, and I don't need to use it out or at a cafe or whatever usually. But if I'm, if wearable goggles is like, you know, use this all the time, like a phone or even replace the phone. If I can't fold it or put it in my pocket or wear it without it hurting my neck, Think about that for two hours, walking around with that heavy thing on your neck. It's got to be not that good. Yeah, I'm not sold on everyday use yet. I think it'll definitely be get there, though. When they are literally like Google Glass, like Google Glass got a lot of shit. I always thought they were cool. Yeah. They just didn't work. Like, But I always thought they were fucking sick, man. They were just too early. If Apple releases that, bang. But they won't. I think the, the Gen 3... It's, it's like a buy. Yeah. Also, what I'd be interested to 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 know about is because they're the screens are so, you know it's your parents are always like oh don't sit too close to the screen. This now we're like a, not even an inch away from our fucking eyeballs. Two really bright screens. I know that from using my phone, like here, maybe a, maybe ten inches away from my. My head. Don't ask me how I know that measurement. Maybe like ten inches away from my head, I'll I'll get eye fatigue if I look at it for too long. Imagine fucking like this: two screens blasting. It can't be good for your eyes. Surely, I don't know. We'll just get used to it. Yeah, we'll probably evolve. <laughs> yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll evolve. But no, we won't though, because everyone says that. But our tech, our physical technology evolves faster than our bodies can. So for us to evolve from that, we would have to keep the headsets as they are for like, I don't know, 10,000 years. And then our eyes would go, all right, we can see closer things now without damage. But I don't know. Did, did, you, did you have any thoughts on like watching it? Did you think about how you, you would actually use that if you had one? Yeah, I really actually do like the idea of using it around the house and for work. It seems like yeah. the working... Um, function of it would be really good you see they use final cut on it they showed yes using final cut i do think that you would need a keyboard and mouse i don't think the hand yeah. gestures would be very good mm. um, but was, it, it would it would be sick like just thinking about editing to be able to go like this and, and scrub through timelines or yeah. or like say i'm drawing a mask over someone sometimes you need to cut someone out like you do in photoshop or on a piece of paper be so much easier to just put my finger and go yeah. around the head. Like that would be, I feel a lot more intuitive and something you can't really do on an iPad. I also think you've already mentioned this, but watching a movie at home on like a 50 inch mm. or a hundred inch TV rather. Yeah. Um, that's cool. I do think you would eventually get over the fact that cuddling is more difficult. I feel like you mm. just overcome that because the screen's so much better. Yeah, I think I it definitely gave me like, if I lived alone, fuck yeah. yeah. Like I think living alone, it would be so much better. Yeah, I'd like um, to travel with one. That would be cool. No, you... Well, not... That's the opposite. That's, the reality of the travel wouldn't be good, but like the flights and being on a bus or being in a car, that would... Oh, like actually like in modes of transport. I yeah, was thinking yeah. like, man, I would love to go to the Grand Canyon with one. Yeah, no. no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I think... 
Yeah, I, I think like w- once the battery life improves, yes, the use, the exciting use case for me is being able to work on a plane or on a bus or leave the bus or leave the fucking. You know, I, I'm I'm uh, planning hopefully a really big tour next year. There's going to be a few 15-hour drives. I would love to fucking disappear. <laughs> yeah. If I'm sick of the road for even three hours, just fucking put the headset on while I'm driving. Um, it's Mario Kart now. The other thing that's cool about it, well, not cool, rather, the weirdest, the weird thing about it, did you see that they're going to do the FaceTime? It takes a scan of your face. That sucks. And it can recreate it. I saw that. That was so fucking shit. Yeah, like, it, like dude, just... If I have to do a FaceTime and you're going to see like a 3D avatar of me that looks fake, there's no way I could make a business deal or a successful partnership over the phone if you're talking to an avatar that doesn't even look like a real human. You can't trust me. I couldn't trust someone who wouldn't show me their actual face even it was a... Like, I would much rather, if it's FaceTime, I would just pull up the phone. You know, imagine doing a conference call when everyone's just a robot. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, you know, it, it is cool. It is cool though for um, uh, women who don't want to put on makeup. Mm. You know, for a fucking business meeting, or for people who are in different time zones. You know, so someone it's three p.m. So they're in their business attire, their business makeup. For someone else, it's 3 a.m. Yeah. They're in bed in their fucking pajamas. You put on the headset. They both look presentable as each other. That's kind of cool. I'm sure women would appreciate that. And, and men as well, but women more so. Um, so that's kind of, that's, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it will be a good thing for depressed people. Another reason not to leave the house. Because yeah. eventually it'll get to the point where you can, you can go to New York and it feel real. That's... See, that's the thing. I knew a guy once that um, was born into like unbelievable money. He was, and I've spoken about him before. I worked for him for a few months. He was the the son of a guy, fuck. He was the son of a guy who um, basically controlled the, ins- the insurance industry for shipping containers uh, in... Uh, in Malaysia, right? So he basically was the first mover in insurance for shipping containers and big commercial ships. Uh, and his dad owned that business and he, he was just like born into obscene, unspendable wealth. Like you could not go broke. And uh, he was in Australia and he just was working as like a salesman making, I don't know, maybe 70 or 80 a year. And I was like, what are you doing this for? Like why... Cause he could go back and just, you know, spend money. No response. And he goes, he was like 40 something. And he goes, man, a lot of people think that having like unlimited money and all this kind of stuff is, is so crazy and so amazing. But, uh, I was born into it. And by the time I hit 32, I had done and experienced everything. Yeah. I've done everything. And I, I don't know what to do. And I don't get excited by anything anymore because i've done it i think vr could do that to people um where like i've do you want to see like so much of travel i think to see things is the the reward of getting is the travel Mm. and how much it sucked like that big regional australia tour we did 
sucked, <laughs> right? Driving there and how hot it was. And all, there were so many awful elements, but it was so fucking fun. <laughs> and every show, even though the shows were small and, they, and, and we weren't making any money and some of the shows sucked, it was so rewarding to do because we earned it. We got there and we spent all of this time and then we fucking, all right, now we're here and we get to enjoy it. If you just put on a headset and you're at the the Grand Canyon and you've got the perfect view and there's no one around you and there's no people standing in the way and you can take a fucking photo there with your 3D avatar that looks so real, real enough now that you could post it eventually. And you go to the Eiffel Tower and you go to everywhere and then you start going to places that can't even exist in this plane of reality because it, you know, it doesn't exist. So someone's generated it and it feels real and it is real and you can just do that in an hour, you know, or in a few hours, one night in your bedroom. Like I feel like you'll, people will start to get um, a, a feeling of I've done it. Uh, okay, I don't care. Yeah, people are going to be able to do stand-up shows to 20,000 people or make it feel like yep. they did it. Yep. Yeah, for sure. You know, people can can have like uh, exhilarating experiences of walking on stage in arenas. Someone will simulate that. Yeah. And, uh, and, and the average person will be able to do that without earning it and then go, ah, fuck. <laughs> and they won't, they won't feel the same as if, as the person who, got 20,000 people in an arena or, or the person that drove for fucking 15 hours across the desert to see yeah. uh, fucking Uluru, you know? Yeah. They'll just be like, I did it. Next. <laughs> um, so that's, I guess that's the dystopian part of it is, don't, don't they do that? I've never seen Wally. I want to watch it, but don't they have like kind of an idea of that with like all of the future people in their chairs? Yeah. And like, do you want to do golf? Oh, we did golf yesterday. Do you want to do this? Yeah, I, I was thinking more Ready Player One. Mm. Have you I've seen not, that? No, I've not seen that. Yeah, but I know the concept. Right? Yeah, They're all yeah. like fighting and shit like that. To annoy, it's an annoying cliche, but it is pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's it's. I think that it's that it's cool, and I think we're definitely we're definitely going to use them. We're not going to use those that just came out. Like the average person is not going to use them. They can't afford them. They're bright. They're priced out. But it's inevitable that that like the phone's going to go away. People can't picture life without a phone. I can. It'd be great. Mm. Instead of fucking carrying this thing in my pocket, I just think, oh, who just texted me? You know, Neuralink is getting human trials now. After the monkeys all killed themselves. Uh, yeah, when they all start having fucking psychic aneurysms. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a brain virus you can catch. <laughs> um, man, we've been going for an hour. This medicine is fucking working. Um, you, Taylor Swift, what's that I on our a, notes? I have a clip. Of oh, is, this how, is this how we're going to end the episode here? Yeah, yeah. Episode 300, um, you sent me a clip. If, okay. it's, if it sucks, I'm, I'm really sorry. But I think it's going to be really funny. So the, you know the song. Hey, man, if, if you've built something up and it's and it sucks, that's very Spearhead Sunday. So cool. That's, cool, cool. That we'll, we'll go out. Uh, if if not with a bang, we'll go out on on uh, on brand. I sent it at like nine a.m. Okay. Um. So let me just tell you. Mm -hmm. You know the song "Love Story" by Taylor Swift. Yes. There's a trend going around where <coughs> boyfriends will propose. Because they go, "Baby, just say yes." Uh, Is that the where she's something? It's like a that. love story, baby. Just say yes. Yeah. yeah I'm a Swifty. Something like that. And uh, there's a trend of guys 
proposing and the girlfriends are always like, oh my God. Yeah. And this one's just a, a great highlight. Okay. Okay. This is, so this is uh, for our audio listeners um, seeing the thumbnail. This is in the arena. It's On packed. the floor, not that far away from the stage. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Wonderfully diverse. What am I? What was I looking oh, at? Okay, I thought it's just. Did I miss it? Yeah, that's okay. That might have been my fault. Her, she's so unexcited by it. <laughs> she's so bored. Rewatch it and watch her face and watch how quickly she snatches the ring from him. I don't know, man. I think she looks a bit overwhelmed. Oh, maybe okay. <laughs> I was. I was. I laughing. thought it was sweet. I was laughing so much because then the next. <laughs> The very I next one I saw. Sorry. <laughs> uh, the next one I good. saw. Yeah. Oh, do you want the Joe Biden clip then? Yeah. All right. Give me the Joe Biden clip. Give me. Give me something fucking right wing, would you? Fuck, and if these bombs, then just don't pay me. I don't know. She <laughs> looks. She looks like. Um, she looks really annoyed. Uh, I don't know. She doesn't. She doesn't look that excited. I guess. All right. Here's Joe Biden. I hope you fucking make it up with this one. <laughs> so, um, okay. Nine and a half million turkeys. I tell you what, that's like some of the countries I've been in. <laughs> anyway, you want to talk? Oh no! Yeah, it bombed. <laughs> this no, I I was I was uh, I was disappointed in in him. <laughs> every time every time I see Joe Biden, I go, "That's the." I look. You know what I do? I picture myself as fucking Vladimir Putin, and I go, "This, <laughs> this is the guy that I that I'm up against." Oh, great! Uh, what a fucking idiot! <laughs> I'm Kim Jong Un watching Joe Biden fall for the third time <laughs> in public and unable to get up. Get him out! He's too old. Replace him with that evil Kamala Harris bitch, and she'll start the executions. Like, let's get something happening. Um, <laughs> nine million turkeys, like some of the countries I've been to. What's the joke there? I don't get it. Is, it, is he talking about Turkey? I think he's just calling people turkeys in different countries, and that just right. made me laugh. Heaps. Yeah, that's like that's that's like um, at best kind of racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're all idiots. Yeah, that's yeah. At at worst, it's a bad joke. Uh, or at best, it's a bad joke about Turkey. Worst, it's like just a racist thing he said. <laughs> I do love though the the um, the awkward laughter that he gets from journalists who yeah. are pretending that he's not like melting in front of them. Like, give you know what? Give that guy some armadaphanil. <laughs> Wake him up. He's probably on ten packets. Um, all right, we're gonna end the episode there, guys. Uh, I I I wanted to I wanted to do something really special for this episode. I'm really sick. Uh, so I'll just I'm just gonna say thank you so much. I love this show, man. This has been one of the constants in my career. I think that this show is is um maybe uh maybe like one of the things that I've 
that I did early on in my career that really kind of made me go, I can do this as a job. Like it was one, cause I was doing videos and, and I was seeing some success with them, but I did, wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. And I was doing stand up and stuff. And then I did, and then I did this and I was like, man, in terms of like online stuff that I'm making, I love this and I want to do this forever. Like this is something that I, I would love to keep going for the fucking, the rest of my life. And I, and I also think, man, uh, I think Kill and I were joking about it. We should go back through all of the episodes and find, make a hypercut of every single time I've ever said that I'm tired. Uh, and you'll see how long I've been sick and fucked. I reckon it, I reckon it got bad in 2018 is when it started. Um, Jazz showed me a video that she took. Uh, I remember when, when it was a joke in our relationship of how much I snored and it was funny and cute. She showed me a video she took on, on, on a cruise we went on in 2018 the middle of the day i'm asleep and i'm just suffocating for two minutes and i was like oh my god i've been that sick since then because <clears throat> we, we have a i think the only other video we have um before i was diagnosed was maybe 2019 or 20 when we set out to film something to get diagnosed so that 2018 one was like oh my god it was happening then fuck i've been sick for so long um so yeah uh, not, not the happiest of episodes here, episode 300, but, uh, but the silver lining is this medicine is, is really, really fucking working. Like to give you perspective on it last week, I felt horrific about 40 minutes in and I was stumbling on words and then we did a Patreon episode and I think I had to stop three times. <laughs> uh, now I'm like, oops, I did an hour and 10. So thanks so much for your support and everything. And all the people that are jumping on Patreon before my surgery, it means the world. Uh, I will be back and, uh, and I, I hope as long as this medicine continues to work, the episodes will just be like good and energetic and maybe I'll even have things to say about what I did, uh, until August and then it'll all go away. Uh, but yeah, thanks guys. I'll talk to you next Sunday, 300 episodes. What a milestone. Uh, I really appreciate it. And I honestly have a shit one. Bye.